Hello and welcome to the In the Can podcast. I'm Devin Westerholm and I'm joined by Tom Hacker. Hey, what's going on? And James Sterling. Hello. And we're a bunch of people sitting in a basement pretending we're important. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Sounds uh, about right. Yeah. It, 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 doesn't anybody have aspirations of importance at some point in their life? Yeah, I put importance on my sim, but then they just killed themselves when they made cereal, so it didn't work all that well. <laughs> No, no, it's sugar that goes on the cereal. You, you well, I tried to cook the Cheerios, and then it burst my like my whole house into flames. It was great. This is fine. This I'm is not why very you good use, at Sims. That's, this is why you can use Cheerios as you know kindling to start a fire. Yeah, and that's a weird way to start the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost certain you could. <laughs> Cheetos right. work better. Just saying. Shall we jump into what came out this past weekend? Head sure. away from the arson. Sure. <laughs> Hey, arson's always fun. <laughs> At least it keeps you warm during the winter. Considering yeah. how some films flame, I'm not sure you're wrong. Yeah, speaking of Cold Pursuit. Anyway, so uh, really movies awesome. that came out this past weekend. Alita Battle Angel, Happy Death Day to You, and Isn't It Romantic? There's also some other ones, but those are the big ones. Yeah, we haven't seen any of those other ones, so let's not bother. Uh, has anyone seen Alita Battle Angel, Happy Death Day to You, or Isn't It Romantic? Uh, unfortunately, I have not. And I work at a theater, which is sad. <laughs> and uh-huh. I, I just have not gotten around to any of them, though uh, Battle Angel is the only one that really is capturing my eye because I saw trailers for it, and it's like, that's going to be an amazing ride, even if it's not good. Yeah, Alita looks amazing, and I really want to see Happy Death Day to you because I like the first one. The only one I've been able to see is Alita Battle Angel, and it is by far my favorite movie of the year so far. And that includes all of the Oscar movies that we'll get to later in this podcast. But Alita was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that, um, is, that is high praise from you yeah. because of your just background in film in general. Yep. Filmmaking, production design, cinematography, that kind of stuff. Toot my own horn there. Uh, but yeah, Alita just... Special effects were unbelievable. There were a few times where her animation was a little off, but in a two-hour movie, that, that's to be expected. It's a surprise when it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. The fact that the oversized eyes really weren't a problem after the first couple of minutes. Yeah, because that looked like an aesthetic choice. And it's like, I saw that and it's like, oh, that looks kind of fitting. Yeah. And after, well, the very first thing you ever see of her in the movie is her in a scrap pile. So you're like, well, she's fake. <laughs> she's a robot. Right. And then for the rest of the movie, she has a robotic body, and the eyes are like the least distracting thing. To me, the awesome <clears throat> armor and all that was just great. Well, I mean, if nothing else, it's, uh, in my opinion, a nice step away from the idea that uh, whenever we see any form of humanoid as a robot, that kind of thing. They always have the regular human face. Normal yeah, features like, are always like the same the size. Ghost in the Shell. Like Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man. They all look like the exact <laughs> yeah. replica of a human AI, yeah. uh, Blade Runner, Blade exactly. Runner 2049, all those. Yeah, upgrade even, yeah. kind of the same it, it's thing. Lo- it, yeah, it is nice to see the inhuman aspect that yeah. that is on ro- robots nowadays yeah. that are yeah. kind of that... It's not quite the uncanny valley since it was intentional. Yeah. So it it works it a little bit better, and you can confirm this, Devin. But I I remember seeing just in the trailers, it looked like she had weight to her. It looked like mm-hmm. there was actual like it was a person doing it. Yeah. Early on, she definitely seems very light because the body is that like white and almost uh, plexiglass look, kind of a junker. 
Uh, no, actually, this was made by uh, Christoph Waltz's character. It's the body <clears throat> that he made previously. I won't give away what the body was made for, but it's a very young-looking and almost fragile-looking body. She ends up finding one. I mean, you see this in the trailer. She finds a better body. <laughs> the battle suit it looked and, like. Yeah, it's a, it's a battle-hardened suit, and there's some weird writing when she eventually changes into this suit, but the fact that she does change suits and she doesn't always stay intact. She gets her ass what? kicked in one of the fights. That's amazing. That's awesome. And I was not expecting it. You see the, the shots <clears throat> from this fight all the way through the trailer and like these awesome glory hero shots. It doesn't work. <laughs> and she gets her ass kicked. Okay. Amazing. It's one of those that you're like, oh, damn. They actually went through with destroying this robot body. That's, I that's love pretty cool. so cool. I love when movies actually allow allow their characters to fail, even though they're oh, yeah. giving it their all, and they, they look like they should deserve it, and then they are, like, it's an understandable loss because they're just going up against something that's just that that much better. And I love yeah. when people, who when directors, when writers, they allow them that failure because that's how a character grows. That's yeah. how you feel for them. It, it's kind of like, I know it's not quite the same, but... Uh, the movie Real Steel, um, oh, yeah. when the oh robot God, in there right. uh, is gets uh, its, for lack of a better term, its ass handed to it um, a few times in fights, especially when uh, Hugh Jackman's character is down and out. He doesn't have the kid with him. He's not really into the fights for the right reasons anymore. He's just doing it to like get by and scam people. The motions. Yeah, he's going through the motions. His love's not in it like it used to be. Um, and then as his character grows, uh, you see this transformation where the robot's not taking as much damage anymore. Uh, it seems to be doing better overall. It's learning. It's starting to progress, though. So um, there's that nice transition. And that's one of the things that I like. It's that personal growth. Even if it's not a drastic change, there's still that change, those minute details, which yeah. is something that's nice to yeah, see. Yeah, so like real steel, you're kind of go, looking at a redemption slash underdog yeah. story, it sounds like. That is one I needed to see. And it's like, oh, it was cool. And then it just passed by. Yeah. And because of, because nice of my... Detroit-made movie. <laughs> because of... Oh, that makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because of, because of my work, it just it just kind of was like, oh, I should go see that, and then it flits in my head because time is an illusion in a plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one that I saw in theaters, and it it didn't leave a huge impact on me. No, like, but I, I mean, saw it. And I'm like, cool. So this is just Robo Rocky. Got it. <laughs> yes. And then I just kind of forgot I saw it. I mean, yeah. I mean, but, it was Robo Rocky. But I mean, again, it was one of those ones that I saw. And then I remember seeing several times on cable once it came out again. Oh, yeah. Not one I own, but one that I was intrigued by the world that was created by it. Yeah, okay. uh, especially since they had outlawed boxing for humans. Um, <laughs> and so to replace that and come up with a way of still having legal fights, they created robots. I'm, I'm just thinking of Will Smith say, concussion, tell the truth. <laughs> I, you're saying that. I'm thinking of the anime Microbox. That's, that's way off topic. Yeah, just a little bit, but... But it, it just reminded me of that for some reason. And then comes Gundam. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, so, in other words, you highly recommend oh, yeah. Battle I, Angel. I okay. love Delita Battle Angel. Very and cool. the fact that they plan to have it as a trilogy, I'm really... Or a trilogy or three more or something like that. Three kind of I'm stories. I'm really curious. 
I just hope that he doesn't uh, since or Robert Rodriguez doesn't sin city to this and have a great first movie and an absolutely terrible-ish second movie. I, I watched the first one. I enjoyed it. And then the, I, I didn't the even bother. I did not even bother with the second one. I love the second one, but for completely different reasons. You don't like it the same reasons you liked the first one, right? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> you can't. Since you're only listening to this, people of the internet, uh, he's probably going, I like Eva Green. Uh, yes, Eva okay. Green is Got amazing. Got it. Uh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. If you can't <laughs> tell, we're three, three straight males. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Cha-cha. Anyway, the other movies coming out this week are Happy Death Day to You. Uh, Looks really good. I want to see that one. Loved the first one. Uh, the agree. fact that uh, she, the main character, is back again, and going through the same terror, uh, uh, seems pretty great. Um, and finding out, like two days after the movie comes out, uh, that it's been greenlit for a third one, uh, makes me really happy. Uh, especially since this one seems to be doing so well and seems to be getting really, really good reviews. Yeah. Well, I can, I, in what's going to be a common theme for me, I had I wanted to see the first one because it looked it looked like an interesting ground uh, Groundhog's Day horror film. Pretty much. Which is mm-hmm. which is a great way to segue into kind of like the comedy aspect. Like I can think of uh, <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow took because mm-hmm. yeah. I laughed my ass off. I loved Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. It was, was a great, great movie. But it, it's kind of that same sort of thing. You're doing the Groundhog's Day, and you're just you're dying. You you are not surviving this. Yeah. How about that? Another manga adaptation. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, it was based on All You Need Is Kill. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is a which is a funny thing. But uh, I'm I I need to go back and watch the first one. I'm I'd be hesitant with this one, but only because if they tried to do the exact same thing as the first, it it won't play as well. But it looks like. They're taking it as a, oh, God, not this again. What do I need to do? And more proactive. To From what I've seen, it actually sounds like it's more almost back to the future-ish than uh, Groundhog Day in this one. Like, she's sent back, but it sounds like someone else is the one that now has the rotation. It sounds like huh. one of the, the roommate's friend, I think, is the one that has the rotation or something like that. I'm not positive, so don't quote me on that. The biggest thing but that I'm, biggest thing that I'm, I guess I'll say concerned with is that I'm just hoping it's not a straight, yeah. It's like, oh hey, now you know that you're in shit, and it's more of it's like, oh wait, this again? Okay, how do I stop this? And yeah. taking a far more pro act because the first one, again, from everything I've seen and heard, it sounds like it's very reactive, which is how it, sh- which it is how starts that way, which is how <laughs> all of them start because. What do you do when you're faced with this impossible situation? Yeah. And then at the end, it's the it's the triumph of you've taken an action, you've done something to break yourself out of it, yep. and and then you basically <laughs> just drop them in the same situation again. You can't play it for the same last in the yeah. same way. Yeah. Um, from the way it sounds, too, is um, so she's still dying over and over again. Um, but be careful uh, on spoilers. Sh- Right. She killed the... She survived the first move. Right. So. Um, but there's something... There's some sort of thing that is um, happening this time that's different, uh, where she's finding that dying is probably going to be easier than actually facing the problem. Mm. Okay. Oh, so from, they might be going more Lovecraftian. Yeah, from the way it sounds. That horror um, of the abyss. Which actually... 
That'd be a really cool take. It would also be really nice to end a series on two. <laughs> How often do you see it? How often do you see just a two? If there's a two, 99% of the time, there's a three. Well, nowadays, yeah. yeah. As long as it makes money. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm surprised they never did it with Toy Story. <laughs> I have willingly not seen that movie, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah, uh, but no, um, it's that whole Land Before Time clause that seems to be <laughs> stuck at the bottom of every contract for every movie ever created now, nowadays. It's like, oh, make it a Land Before really Time. Well, we have the rights to create as many sequels as we can make money off of, even if they're straight to DVD. Now or uh, back in the day, I, straight to VHS. I've got issues. VHS with all kids, that for who don't know, was this plastic box thing with film inside that you recorded things onto, and you could watch later inside of another plastic box that played them called a VCR. <laughs> Sorry, but wait, what about Betamax? <laughs> <laughs> or Laserdisc? Betamax was that one big fluffy robot. <laughs> no, oh, that's wait, Baymax. That Bay, that's Baymax. Oh. <laughs> or, or like HD DVDs. Remember those? I feel so bad for Microsoft, except I don't. <laughs> right? But yeah, no, um, like I said, this one sounds really cool. Uh, I really want to see the Happy Death Day 2. Um, it's nice to see, uh, not being a huge fan of the horror genre for the most part, um, but seeing ones that actually can make you laugh makes me happy because I are supposed to make you laugh are supposed not to just yeah, yeah. Like it. are not just oh my god that is so stupid looking mm-hmm. after they take that right. seriously no <laughs> right you know um, things that are in the same vein as like uh, uh, Boy Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse or Shaun of the Dead Shaun of the Shaun Dead, of the Dead. Uh, Cabin in the Woods Cabin in the Woods oh that's a great uh, movie for what it's worth Anna and the Apocalypse um, you know those kind of movies where you can have fun with them, even though they are horror genre. Well, because yeah. they're playing on on the tropes of, of yeah, the very they're yeah, all the genre in cheek, but all they're very... also doing it very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I really like those style of horror films versus the typical. I'm trying to take myself so seriously that uh, uh, I fail a lot mm-hmm. of the time. That I start laughing because for the wrong reasons. So yeah. let's move off of horror and go into uh, pseudo romantic comedy with isn't it romantic? What is that one about? Uh, I believe it's Rebel Wilson. Yep. Uh, again, just like um, uh, What Men Want, I think hits her head and then wakes up in a romantic comedy, and it's that's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. so sh- they wake up as a star in a romantic Pretty comedy? Much. Like so, the lead, I'm sorry, the um, lead character? Yeah. So she plays a uh, New York archi- architect by the name of Natalie, works, working hard to get uh, noticed at her job. But is more likely to be asked to deliver coffee and bagels than to, do, uh, to than to design the city's next skyscraper. And if any, things weren't bad enough, Natalie, a lifelong cynic when it comes to love, has an encounter with a mugger that renders her unconscious, waking uh, to discover that her life has suddenly become her worst nightmare—a romantic comedy—and she is the leading lady. Okay, that sounds a bit funnier than I initially thought it would be. Has some like potential. I can easily see that going it's, down the bad road. Down it's bad just going to be Fat Amy making fun of romantic comedies. Oh, my God. Those and are the people it. involved. I feel... Okay. Yep. Liam Hemsworth, Rebel Wilson, Adam Devine. 
uh, Betty Gilpin, <laughs> the Brandon guys involved Scott, are actually kind of cool. Buteau. Makes me laugh, but yeah, I I just I can easily see that take a bad turn. I feel um, like it's going to be fun fun for the first half, and then it's just going to be like, okay, I'm done. From what I understand, uh, having spoken to a few people who've seen the movie, um, it plays off of every trope that romantic comedies typically have. And yeah. is like the movie seems to be very conscious of the fact that they are. So it's taking those and truly making fun of them. Um, so uh, I think that make, making a romantic comedy that is self-aware and is very willing to make fun of itself is an interesting concept. It, well, it sounds more like it's the, the comedy than the romance. Yeah. To me, it sounds good in concept. I, I just don't care. Uh, I'm and I'm kind yeah. of on that same level. It's like, yeah. if it the, got like, glowing reviews, I'd go see it. But the, I the, rom, the rom-com that I can think of that even then wasn't technically a rom-com is uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Fair. That, I mean, that's one of my favorite. It's very, it's very tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, if I was going to say uh, one that I liked that was not so much rom-com, more romantic action, uh, was um, This Means War with Reese Witherspoon, uh, Tom Hardy, and uh, Chris Pine, Eh. where it's two spies fighting over the same girl. Oh, it it was okay. It was okay, Mm. but I mean, like, it was something different. It wasn't your typical romantic comedy style movie. That oh, the, that almost reminds me of that like Mila Kunis film with the spies. Like, oh, the my my ex is a spy or some crap uh, like that. My yeah, whatever that just came out. And yeah, didn't yeah. See it. <laughs> I saw bits and pieces of it because my family had spy who dumped me. Yeah, spy who dumped me. That was it. Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it because my family had got it to watch, and I was like, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. looked kind of. Meh. Like, I think it could be fun. And I do like Miley Kunis, and I like uh, Kate McKinnon. She's yeah. funny. <laughs> I like Kate McKinnon on SNL. Uh, her in movies hasn't been huge yet. I liked her in yeah. the new Ghostbusters, but I didn't I don't think they give her else about the new Ghostbusters, except for uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't give him the right stuff. That's the problem. I mean, there were parts of just the new Ghostbusters written. that I liked. Most of it was not involving the actual Ghostbusters. Yeah, um, pretty much. I will go ahead Chris and say... Chris dancing was pretty cool. I'll no, go ahead and say the only Ghostbusters I've seen was the original. I didn't even see Ghostbusters 2. Not missing much. So anyway, I, that's um, what I hear. Uh, this movie, though, I'm again, like you guys, I'm not looking very much forward to seeing um, it as much as I would want to like watching Rebel Wilson films. I'm not, um, a, huge, not, I'm not a huge Rebel Wilson fan. I'm not either, but I keep pulling for the fact that I want to watch... She was fine in the stuff. Pitch Perfect perfect movies but that's just that i love anna kendrick so yeah right like i was totally yeah. for that um but that and seeing the chance to see green bay packers sing acapella with each other uh seems like an interesting <laughs> that's, idea that's not, that's not something you commonly come across no that's, that's no for it's sure not. uh but this unfortunately is not one that i'm looking forward to seeing at all yeah not at all uh so that was what's coming out this or what came, came out, out this past weekend. Uh, Alita Battle Angel, Happy Death Day to you. Isn't it romantic? Uh, only one that we've seen. Alita Battle Angel. Only ones we're really looking forward to actually watching Alita Battle Angel and Happy Death Day to you. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
since this is going to be premiered earlier in the week, uh, before the next one of these comes out, the Oscars are going to happen. Now, we should probably go over the Oscars, just because, you know, movies. So, Oscars are Sunday the 24th. The eight movies nominated for Best Picture are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. I've seen all eight. <laughs> Which ones have you seen, collectively? Uh, Black Panther. <laughs> um, I've seen the older versions of A Star is Born. So you've basically seen A Star is Born without yeah. Lady Gaga. Okay. Yeah, or Bradley Cooper, but yes, um, I've seen that. And, uh, I mean, like, I've listened to the soundtrack to Bohemian Rhapsody. So, so you've listened to Queen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's all it is. You've so probably I'm, also listened to a Star is Born soundtrack. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, I've seen, you know, the biopic of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on, like, um, one of the music channels at some point. <laughs> James, I have only seen Black Panther mainly because I go to re I go to movies to see action. I'm the kind of person where overacting ticks a lot faster for me than okay. most others. So the character development, character studies, all that sort like the slice of life biopics, those I'm more interested in books because then I put my own emphasis on how they're delivering and how and okay. everything. All right. Well, let's just go down the list here. Uh, Black Panther. What did you guys think of it? I liked it. I uh, thought it was one of the better uh, Marvel films. Okay. I definitely enjoyed the hell out of it. It was the one that got me like excited again for Marvel films because up until them, it's like, okay, kind of the same plot. My favorite is still Winter Soldier. And after that, it's kind of like, okay, kind of getting the same beats. Everything's kind of the same. Yeah. I know I missed a few like Ant-Man. And then I saw the trailer for Black Panther, and I was like, I gotta see this. I gotta see this in film, right. in the theater. I liked Black Panther. I have a lot of issues with it. Um, most of them is special effects based, or it, there's some really like heavy-handed dialogue, especially late in the movie. Um, That's fair. And I personally, I didn't think that Killmonger was a good villain. He had a good. He had a good motive, but then he was such, like, a preachy, whiny villain. Yeah. He had a good right. motive. He didn't do the right things with it. Yeah, he... I don't know. The movie itself was fine. It's not my favorite Marvel movie of the year. What's weird is the justification but. they gave for his motivation. It just felt off. It's, oh, he's doing this because he's a soldier. Soldiers aren't trained to do what he's doing. Yeah, it... To me, it was fine. It wasn't the best villain it they served. ever had. It, it served as well yeah. as it needed yeah. to. I, I mean, loved Shuri. I loved uh, uh, Nakia. I loved like I loved the supporting cast, and I thought Black Panther himself was really good. So yeah, yeah. they all did. They all yeah. definitely brought their A game forward, and it felt wonderful. And it very much felt like the um, like you were watching the comic come to life. Yeah, uh, which oh, is something yeah. that I really enjoyed. At least the newer versions of the comic. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I agree, there was a lot, a lot of heavy-handed dialogue towards the end, um, where it probably could have just been more of that typical comic book dialogue, and <laughs> you know, yeah. let's see more of the action and have that 
yeah. do the talking than the actors having to give this big exposition about some <laughs> random crap. Oh no, this thing happened. Surely nothing's going to result in that. Oh, what? They popped back up? <laughs> yeah. To right. me, one of the biggest problems I had was the animation in the final fight was okay. super clunky. It was janky. It was, it was janky. There were times, even early on, when you first see Black Panther, like when he dives out of the plane and then he takes out the the smug or the people smuggler thing in the beginning. Yeah. Um there are shots when he lacks any texture to his suit. And oh, it is like the scene itself is shot so dark that when you all of a sudden see this like glossy like leather suit jump around and then in the next shot it has all this really interesting texture. Like I'm I'll say the uh the costume design is absolutely amazing in this movie. Like, all of the the mix of the African uh, designs mixed with, like, really modern-looking designs. It was awesome. I loved the costume design, production design. It's just there are times when the costume design isn't brought through with digital, with digital effects. And in the end, between Killmonger and Black Panther, uh, I think he's, like, golden, golden he, it, cougar. It's a golden yellow kind of thing. Yeah. The two of them fighting, when they're falling down... It it just felt like two people flailing against each other, and then they like are kind of fighting, and then he gets impaled by a knife, and it's like uh, okay. It didn't even look and good with the train. No. Yeah, it it was a very weak final fight between Killmonger and Black Panther. I should say going forward, how spoiler happy are we going to be? It's been out for a year. Screw it. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so yeah. for so for the if you stuff, haven't seen Black Panther, then you haven't seen Infinity War. Hopefully, so oh well, I don't feel feel very good, Mr. Stark. So <laughs> my heart oh, too soon, man. Too if soon. someone <laughs> hasn't seen Infinity War, I mean, doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. To me, I thought Infinity War was a overall just a more engrossing and exciting movie. So I enjoyed Infinity War more than I enjoyed Black Panther. Fair. I mean, but for what it's worth, out of the Marvel movies that have come out, I think Black Panther definitely is one of the better of them. Yeah, it's in that top third easily. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I personally liked the Guardians movies better. I liked, I liked uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I liked Civil War, but I had issues with it pulling its punches. Uh, yeah. Black Panther killed its villain. Good for them. They they follow but, through, <laughs> but like, it just felt. Like they were trying too hard to be this like important movie. Well, and to be f- just to be fair, they didn't kill him. He killed himself. <laughs> yeah, but at they could have saved him. But at least yeah, they didn't pull an Iron Man and go, "Hey, I'm uh, your bad guy." Oh wait, nope. I'm the most important bad guy in your thing, but I'm not really him. Okay, that's uh, oh, you that's mean the Mandarin. Mandarin? Yeah, I thought that was fine. That, yeah, but that was throughout okay. the entirety of the comic books, Mandarin's the who most cares? important. Okay, villain. you're you're coming from the you're coming from the comic books. Yeah, There's your problem, brother. Fair, but like, honestly, who cares? The comics are their own thing. The movies and the comics are two completely separate entities. After all, Fair. Lord of the Rings and from the book and the movie are two very different beasts. Yeah, but they're both loved. Fair. Either way. So Anyways, next one. So next up is Black Black Klansman. <laughs> I always have to stutter because there's one too many K's in that. Was that, but, was that the one where the the black police officer goes undercover? Uh, the, 
FBI it's, or CIA or something. I don't yeah. remember the or it's Denzel Washington's son, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't remember the name, so I'm it's just remembering what the he very much like the movie. Sorry to bother you. He pulls a white voice and talks to the clan, and then he gets himself indicted, indu- inducted into the clan, and then he gets Adam Driver, who's a plays a Jewish character, to then infiltrate the clan. <laughs> And it's all about how the clan members are like, yeah, he's one of us now, and it's actually a black guy and a Jewish white guy infiltrating the clan. And it's it's surprisingly well done. I actually really like Black Klansman. It looked <laughs> What's the name? The name is uh for the actor. Yeah. Is uh John David Washington. Yeah, John David Washington. Uh, uh who also is on the uh TV show, um, uh, uh, Ballers with, uh, Join the Rock oh, Johnson. Yeah. yeah, it, it, it looked interesting, but I couldn't help but think that I'm looking at a fully realized movie of a, of a Chappelle show sketch. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that, but. Again, not bad, because that one was hilarious, but. It was a damn good movie. The sad part is, is, well, it seems like it's, uh, a fully, Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Realized Chappelle show sketch. It's based off a true story. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I've heard. That is. That, <laughs> yeah, that's one time I was like, oh, I could see this. I, yeah. That's the that's the word. The fact part. that I could, David I Duke ends it. up. So ultimately, it ends up that David Duke, the played by Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was great. He was good. That. But uh, David Duke ends up like welcoming this this character, the black guy voiced. Jewish, Jewish white guy. guy played character into the clan, and then at one point the the cops give David Duke an escort, and it's the black guy. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so now he's his bodyguard is the black guy that has been playing him this whole time, and at one point he's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's get. It. Can I get like a picture with you, man?" It's like, "Yeah, sure," and he pulls over the. Adam Driver's character to take a picture and throws his arms up over the, the black guy throws his arms up over the clan guys and yeah <laughs> takes a picture and it's just really cool like yeah you're gonna want to get out of here <laughs> kind of scene and oh, it's just man. such a well done the whole movie is just great it did look interesting but I don't, I don't remember why I didn't see because it, it, again it probably just passed me it's by and I was like one eh. of those that came out a while ago it felt like it yeah. came out quite Ten a years bit ago. ago and it was it's really good, and to me, it's very similar to Sorry to Bother You. Black uh, guy doing the white voice and getting better at his job. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it an odd out, comparison there. It came out August 10th of 2018. Yeah, it came out, wait, it came out six months ago, yeah. yeah. That late into the year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was out earlier. No, it's within the last year. The time Oscars. is no concept to me, unfortunately, it seems. <laughs> so the two of you haven't seen Black... Black Klansman. No, unfortunately. I actually really liked it. I'd, I'd give it 8 or 9 out of 10. You know, it I, looked I like really it definitely worth it. just a, a solid watch. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, moving on, we have Bohemian Rhapsody. Other than everyone knowing the music... Uh, and I, I, I know the music. I've read some of the history on Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I didn't feel I need to, to watch a Crank to 11 movie of it. I, I thought they did a good job. Uh, it... It wasn't as good as I feel like it could have been, but I definitely liked it. Rami Malek was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, he I'm, looked the part. I'm yeah, a big he fan was of Rami Malek. Like, so. I like Rami Malek, but I think of uh, Mr. Robot and the kind of cr- 
He did uh, Until Dawn, the the, mo- the motion capture. Oh one. my god, he did. Yeah, he was the the creepy guy, and he was basically holy playing, crap. Yeah, he was basically just playing Mr. Robot even creepier, and this. The whole way through, I'm like, that's the dude from Mr. Robot, but I don't see it. And that was weird to me, because I was, like, looking for him the entire time, and he was great. The teeth were a little distracting, but... They were on Freddie Mercury. Yeah, but overall, the movie was really good. So, if you like the kind of biopic sort of thing, definitely a solid recommendation. If you like the biopic, if you're a Queen fan, yeah, it's worth a watch. Uh, The Live Aid concert at the end was great. Like, damn, was that a well-done scene. That's what I heard. I heard that but overall it, the movie was fantastic. Yeah, it's, it just might not be your. It might not be the the film yeah. that you enjoy. It starts yeah. really well. Uh, it kind of bogs down a little bit in the middle, but th- that's that's fine because then it ends in a really high note with the Live Aid concert. So it goes a little bit of a dip. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I heard as a slight complaint about it was that it seemed to focus more on like a step by step. Here's the songs. And they were force-fed song, like purposely to get it, the movie to. It does focus more on the songs than on the like band or the band members. I can say that being a problem, especially with something as big as Queen. The band members kind of got the shaft throughout this, but the thing if is, your name wasn't Freddie Mercury. Yeah, um, it did play a bit like a greatest hits album, like hey, here's how they wrote this song, here's this song, and then a couple of the songs that are like. I wonder how they wrote this song. They just like are playing it randomly, and it, they don't show the lead up. So, it probably would have been better with like an extra half hour. But at the same time, it's already a decently long movie. So, um, one of the things that I did like uh, to see about this movie is um, being able to see Lucy Boynton show up in this movie. She was in the movie Lucy. Sing Street. Oh yeah, she was the the model. <clears throat> yeah, she played the model, and uh, I'm like a model. <laughs> I, I really liked her in that. Yeah. She um, was a, she was pretty good in Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, the fact that she's now in this incredibly uh, mainstream film, um, I think, is a really cool step for her. Yeah. And I'd like to see her get more of that type of thing going for her career. Yeah, I feel like she needs to stop dating leading men from from uh, rock bands, though. So. <laughs> yeah. It's a common problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, that was Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's move on to the favorite. A movie that Your I Your Land the most. I, I don't even remember anything for it. I, uh, I don't remember a trailer. I don't remember man, anything. How, how do I explain the favorite for those that haven't seen the favorite? Uh, <laughs> so the queen of, I think it's England. It's Queen Anne. Yeah, Queen Anne has like an assistant played by Rachel Weisz. And then she gets kind of a new assistant played by Emma Stone. And they start dating kind of but then it's also it's a really weird movie i'll be honest um it's by the same guy who directed the lobster and killing of the sacred deer so you know the kind of weird morbid dark humor if you've seen those two you know those particularly are particularly the lobster um those are titles oh yeah uh yorgos lanthimos the director is a very weird weird director and this entire movie was just I personally really liked it, but it was also one of those, the more I thought about it, the more just, it's a weird movie. Uh, and there's, like, all this uh, stuff going on with, like, Parliament in the background, and yeah. uh, Nicholas, 
Nicholas Holt, I believe, is one of the, yeah, the um, members of Parliament trying to vie for her attention. So and Queen Anne is, uh, it's during the 18th century, Queen Anne is actually sick. Um, yeah, she's rather she... frail. And um, a confidant and good friend of hers, Sarah, uh, ends up taking over um, and helping to lead the country. When a servant comes in um, named Abigail, I think. Yeah, Abigail. And uh, she ends up... Um, That's Emma Stone's character. Yeah, causing tons of chaos. Yeah. And uh, upending <laughs> everything. Yeah. Abigail used to be... You find out used to be a noble. And this whole thing is her trying to get back her nobility. And Sarah is like actively running the country mm -hmm. behind Anne's back. And it, it's, a, it's a really like weird, complex plot going on. A lot of people are just going to go, oh, yeah, Queen Anne hooks up with Emma Stone. And, yeah, <laughs> it is ultimately a lesbian story. So, Sex, death, and political intrigue yeah. in the and, 18th century. Yeah. yeah. And I have to throw a little bit of... Um, 1700? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I was right I have to throw a little bit of um, uh, notice to the costume design. Because while it w the costume design was period piece, it purposely was anachronistic. They actually have laser cut, like on the corsets, they have laser cut designs and all that kind of stuff. So it has this really surreal feeling at times that like they're wearing costumes that look the part, but are intentionally wrong. What kind of like when they uh, somewhat modernize uh, Shakespeare films? Yeah, like uh, Romeo plus Juliet. That it looks like a Shakespeare, but then it doesn't look like a Shakespeare at times. And there's a lot of just weird, weird costume design. You are choices. right. That costume design is amazing. Yeah. Wow. It looks awesome. And it I does. Wouldn't, that looks pretty I as wouldn't hell. Be, I think that is up against Black Panther and something else for the costume design this uh, year. I'd have to toss and a coin because they're, they're both just... Personally, I would, I would give it to the favorite because it's just this really unique blend of the two. And it has these just odd, really cool stuff. I also have to, have to say something about cinematography, because a lot of it was looked like it was shot in a 360 camera and like moved around in post-production, which was gave it this really awkward, weird feeling. In a I just good way it, or bad way? It was, it was, it's hard to explain, because I thought it was like really cool at times and then like really awkward at times, which it depends on what character they're following. Okay, so kind of a hit and miss. Yeah. But for the most part, it worked really well. And if I wasn't doing stuff with 360 cameras, I wouldn't have noticed it. Yeah, and You know, so. what I find with stuff like that, though, is that I'm more willing to uh, find it charming or give a pass to something that tries something like this and doesn't always quite hit it than something that goes a little more bog standard and seems yeah. muted otherwise. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Innovation in movies and being able to see where people are trying to use yeah. the new tech. Yeah, especially if you yeah. get you get what they're trying to do, but one or two things are just slightly off. It's like, you know what, I'll give you props for trying. You did you, you did something. Yeah. I got what you were trying and to do. And even that, I'm not 100% sure if that's how they shot some of these. It just... Looks like it. It feels It like was it. almost fisheye at times, okay. and then it felt like it was moving inside of a bowl almost. So okay. it, it makes it seem like it was shot with 360 cameras. And then they, they changed them in post-production, which is a cool idea. It's just, I'm not sure how well it worked. That's so, fair. Um, it, that's not going to be the first 
the only movie this time that uh, I mentioned cinematography. There's one coming up that had has decent cinematography, but it's not as good as people are saying. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, so that was the favorite. Uh-huh. Uh, I liked it. Not my favorite of the year, but <laughs> I still liked it. But uh, next up is Green Book. One that I really, really wanted to see. It's been hugely popular um, for at the theater, especially amongst the uh, older generations. Um, but it, to be honest with you, uh, from what I understand, Viggo Mortensen and uh, Marishal Ali do an amazing job. Oh, yeah. I probably butchered his name, and I apologize. No, it's Mahershala. Okay, Mahershala. Okay. It's not his original name. Back when he was on 4400, it was Mahershala Lahashbaz. Ali. Okay. My God. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> he cut it down. What? When, he, when he started doing movies, he cut it down. So, yeah, yeah that, overall, it looks amazing. Um, and I, I really am sad that I haven't gotten to see this one yet. <laughs> oh, so wait, it's not, the, it's not the sequel to The Green Mile? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more a sequel to Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, you're not yeah. wrong. Right. It's, it's except, very... except they've switched places. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually really, really like Green Book. I thought Green Book was very solid. I love Viggo Mortensen as the... He's like an Italian bouncer. He's just a good actor, though. I've Viggo a Mortensen lot of stuff blends into whatever yeah, he does. An Italian-American bouncer. Yeah. Well, and he plays... What was his character's name? Uh, his character's name was uh, Tony Lip. Yeah, Tony Lip. It's such a gangster name. It's not name. Tony the Lip. It's Tony Lip. I don't care. That's, yeah. not, that's such a gangster sounding oh, but name. He My was Tony Lip. so damn good in this movie. Like the fact that this is the guy that played played uh, Aragorn. Holy crap! If you want another, you want a funnier one. Uh, do you remember the movie The Prophecy? Mm-hmm. He plays the devil. Yep. Oh yeah. And he is terrifying. <laughs> like him in Eastern Promises as the. Uh, is it a Russian hitman? I, I want to yeah, say that. Covered in tattoos? Yeah, he yeah. is terrifying God. when he wants to be. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen's one of those odd actors that just blends into his roles and yeah. never... Or like, even family-friendly, like in the movie Hidalgo. I'm yeah, gonna, I, I'm, I, I really liked it. I'm going to say something. I didn't realize it was Viggo Mortensen until about a minute ago when you said something to him. <laughs> <laughs> Did not realize that. Yeah. Really? Oh, 100%. I was like, oh my God, it is. Yeah, <laughs> he he, because yeah, like you said, Devin, he blends in. Yeah, so he blends completely. He's in. he's one of those people where if you see him, you don't see you don't see the actor in whatever role he's doing. It's like you see, oh man, that guy looks awesome, and you belatedly realize it's, or get told that it's the actor. It's similar to Daniel Day Lewis, who just blends. He disappears. In you, he disappears. Like, or yeah, sometimes what Johnny Depp can attempt to do. Johnny Depp. Nowadays has like hasn't done a whole lot of really unique acting roles. Black Mask. Is the Black Mask was pretty good. I like that, Black that's Mask. the one that's I didn't but realize at first it was him. You look back, yeah, Whitey Bulger. Um, you look back on Johnny Depp kind of before he went off the deep end with um, Pirates and <laughs> Tim Burton stuff. He used to do a lot of really really good acting acting roles, and he used to pick and choose his acting roles. Now he's kind of just doing whatever, but um, back on, yeah. on to Green Book, uh, I have to give some props to Mahershala Ali. Um, he was a very understated role. Uh, 
what was the I'm trying to remember Don something. Uh, Doctor Don Shirley. Yeah, he's basically Shirley, he, he, from it. what I saw, he's basically he's just a soft-spoken, he's a, intellectual yeah. black man who's yeah. going. Oh, he's and, a pianist. That's right. Yeah, he's he's a popular piano player, and um, secretly he's gay. They they have one scene. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, well, the Don Shirley was gay. Huh. And they they have a scene in there, um, and then it's just. Like the way that they don't make it an issue is great. Well, I love when they and it just it just happens. They don't they don't point it out because that's real life. People yeah. are just happen to be this or this. It sounds so stupid coming from someone like me, but it's like just don't make a big deal about it. I don't yeah. give a damn. And I yeah. I like the way um, Viggo Mortensen uh, Tony uh, responds because uh, Don Shirley Doc. Um, it's like, hey, don't tell anybody. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, and if this is a problem, and Tony just basically says, I worked at a nightclub, man. <laughs> you think I haven't seen shit? Yeah, he. I think he says exactly that. You think I haven't seen stuff? Look, not my problem. <laughs> is it hurting anybody? No. There you go. Yeah, and I love the fact that this kind of big tough guy that's kind of racist in the beginning and. <laughs> He's kind he of is. like anti everything and all this and like you know it's big tough guy. He's not racist. He's a bigot. Yeah, he is in the beginning of the movie, and then over the course of the movie, he you find out oh, he's really not. He's actually a pretty nice guy. He just doesn't really care what people think of him. He's belligerent. He seems belligerent. Yeah. He just doesn't give a shit. And I like that the how the two of them play off each other, and the rest of the cast does pretty well. Uh, Overall, the, the deal, kind of similar to Bohemian Rhapsody, the other people in um, Doc Shirley's band kind of get drowned out. You have a German guy, you have this other, they, they're just kind of there, they're not important, but it's really, the two of them all the way through are great. Yeah. Um, Another biopic, in other words. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, just a damn well done movie. Yeah, again, not, not to be derisive, but it's like, that's not mine, so it's like, another biopic. People might enjoy it if they like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I and with uh, Mayor Shalali, I've really liked him in a lot of the roles that I've seen him in. He was in Elite of Battle Angel. Uh, yeah. Was I, he? Yeah, he played he plays... Vector. Yep. Oh, then, that's cool. That's something yeah. to look forward One to. One of the main villains. And then another role character. that I absolutely loved him in was uh, House of Cards, playing Remy. <laughs> um, he does a great job in there. Uh, and whenever anybody asks me, oh, well, what else was he in? That's usually my go-to thing, because he was in, I think, every season of the show. I... Um, I haven't watched much. I don't know. I haven't finished watching the entire Never series. So I, don't, I don't watch TV. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoy uh, him as an actor. I really liked him in Moonlight. One of the I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of Moonlight, but I liked him in it. Yeah. Okay, so I, was, I, I loved him back in 4400, and I've been following him ever since, mostly because of his hilarious name originally. <laughs> I'll be honest. Maharshal Allahashbaz Ali was just like, well, that's a giant name. I'm going to follow you. And then the moment he started like doing more film work, I'm like, wait, oh, this is the same dude. Holy crap. Awesome. And I, that's when I realized this guy's an amazing actor. Okay, so next on the list is what? Roma? Roma. <laughs> next on the wrist, list <laughs> is Roma. Next on the wrist. Next on the wrist is Roma. Next on the wrist is Roma. Yeah, next on the list is Roma. And... Have either of you seen Roma? Nope. Nope. How is it compared Netflix. to some of the weirder shit you've seen? So, I liked Roma. I 
I, I admit that I'm a huge Alfonso Cuaron fan. <laughs> this is not my favorite movie. This, I loved Children of Men. I absolutely love Gravity, and I loved Harry Potter 3. I loved uh, Ichimama Tambien. This one, uh, it was good. I, and I just didn't really like it. I'll be honest. I, it says something when you say good, like damned by faint praise almost. Like, it, it was a solid movie. I, I have no qualms about that. It was, a, it was a good movie. It's just one of those that at the end of the day, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Kind of forgettable? It, it's hard to forget, but it's just one of these that... Meh. And I think it is black and white. That's not really a problem for me. I love oh. the artist, and I loved, I loved Sin City. Not really black and white, but you get the idea. Well, one of my favorite and, black and whites is that uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, oh, the oh, Joss Whedon? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I genuinely have no problem with that. I thought the acting was really good. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt the main actress's name or any <laughs> of the other names. Go ahead, Tom. Try it. If not, let me see it. Yulitsa Aparicio. Yeah, that. Uh, she was great. The woman who played the mother of the kids. Uh, Senora Sofia? No. Um, she's... He's just gonna toss Somewhere up. Names. In there. You know that well. Yeah, yeah. You know Teresa. Most likely that first one, but I'd have to hear the the actress's name. Uh, Marina de Tavira. Possibly. Um, or was it? Uh, she's matter. up for an Oscar. Uh, Veronica Garcia. I'm not sure, uh, but she was great. Um, otherwise, the rest of the people in the movie were just kind of there and gone. Uh, to me, one of the bigger bigger problems was it it felt, and this is I mentioned the cinematography on the favorite being kind of weird at times. Roma has some amazing cinematography, but it it felt like he was trying at times to do a Wes Anderson movie with like the really static, you know, awkward framing and that kind of thing. It just didn't do it as well as. Uh, uh, Wes Anderson does, and it it just overall the movie just wasn't as good as I was hoping, and there were times where I thought this movie's amazing, and then there's times when I thought, eh. <laughs> um, it and, was Marina De Tavira, by the way. Okay, uh, yeah, she <coughs> was great. Not gonna let that go. But there's just so much that I wanted Roma to be great, and I've heard it's great since, and I'm just like, I I don't see it. I liked it, sure, but it wasn't phenomenal. So basically what I'm gathering is that uh, Caron tried to uh, tried a different um, style than he would normally goes with, the thing is, and it just didn't work out for him? The thing is, uh, Afonso Caron's style is hard to nail down. He went from Children of Men and Gravity to this. So like Gravity, it, it's not much as far as the story goes, but visually it is Breathtaking. It, it, it is one of the most gorgeous science, some of those, some of those science shots movies just, I've ever ooh. seen. And he works with a uh, Emmanuel Lubezki quite often. And this time he just completely drops him. For those of you that can't see it. Um, so everyone but two people. I know. Uh, Tom's laughing hysterically because I play a character with the last name Lubezki. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I wrote a script. <laughs> I play a character named Lubezki. Yes, it's named after Manuel Lubezki. Yeah. He's also a cinematographer. Yep. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> well, well, yeah, it was a decent story. It was a good story. It's just kind of one of those that, in the end of the day, yeah, it's... it's Didn't quite me. find its mark with you. Yeah. Not, not yeah. bad, but there are, there are better that are like it. Yeah. Right. It's not my least favorite of the movies this year for Oscars, but... You wouldn't immediately turn it if it's on the... If it, if nah. it pops up. No, it, it's one of those that I've seen. Cool. Move on. Uh, anyway, moving on. Stars Born. Yep. Again, for like the fourth time. Uh, yeah, the fourth time. This time with Lady Gaga playing Lady Gaga, who becomes Lady Gaga. Wait, is it seriously just a, a, a similar, the exact same movie done, have been uh, done yeah. over and over? It's been done, I think, four or five times. It's the fourth rendition. It was good. Bradley, what? Bradley um, Cooper is a yeah. surprisingly competent director. It's... It had good music in it and so, good acting. Uh, a Star is Born, the first one was 1937 with Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. Second one was in 1954 with Judy Garland and James Mason. Third one was in 1976 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And now with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper in 2018. Wow, okay. I've seen the Judy Garland <sighs> yeah. version um, and I really enjoyed that one, but yeah. I genuinely liked it. It had good music. Well, if you like the movie, there are three other ones that you might enjoy. Yeah. Um, they all slightly are different um, in the fact Not that, much. like, with the Janet Gaynor, Frederick March one is... Uh, the first. The first one, but um, it's set where it's an actress trying to get into acting. Versus That's usually what a star is. Versus musician. Yeah, getting into music. Okay, I can at least see uh, an interesting take from actress versus mu- musician. I can understand that kind of being an update and yeah. different stylization. Three of them have, are musicians? Is that, uh, is that kind of what I'm gathering? Judy Garland's was an actress, a young singer and actress. Oh, um, melding so the two. Actress, yeah. singer and actress, singer, and then singer, then I think. Barbara Streisand is sure a, singer. a songstress. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. And... One of the problems I had is that it's just Lady Gaga being Lady Gaga for two and a half two hours. hours, something like that. And sure, she has a good little story arc, but then there's a point in the middle of the movie where she goes from being a nobody to getting a Grammy nomination within like five minutes. And I'm like, mm, okay. It, it felt too easy. It felt like, hey, I'm, I'm famous now. Hey, I have a Grammy nomination. And then it's... You, his story about fighting alcoholism is so much more interesting mm. and being like slightly past his prime going down and the alcoholism taking over. But then you just know what's going to happen at times. You know that when she wins the Grammy or yeah, when she wins the Grammy, he's going to make a fool out of himself and he does. And it, it's just one of those that you just kind of know everything. <laughs> coming. It's very laugh, clown, laugh. And it's, it's, it's nothing special, ultimately. I thought, yeah, it had good music. And from everything I've seen, Cats Can't Dance is better. <laughs> That's a weird segue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, kind of the same thing, though. It's yeah. like someone wants to get big, the failing star, it, it kind of does the exact same shit and fucks up. It, it, it just seems to follow a similar beat. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it, it is a very formulaic movie. All of them were, really were. Um, yeah, all the versions of it. It goes to a point because I haven't seen any of the other ones, and I don't really have any plan to. But it goes to a point where I didn't quite see the movie going. But then the fact that that happens in every other movie, oh, okay. 
And that was a credit to uh, Bradley Cooper, who did a damn good job all the way through the movie. He's definitely the better actor of the two, and it shows. To be fair, she's a singer. Yeah. And he has been acting for several years. A while now. Yeah, and he was <laughs> he was great. And he always he always puts a yeah. good performance. I, I don't think I've Bradley seen Cooper a... is one of those really under like like not even underrated, <laughs> just he, he's not in the spotlight. Un, he's yeah, not he's spotlight. unrespected. He's a damn good actor. I've enjoyed ev- in, like most everything I've seen that yeah. has Bradley Cooper. Everything he's been in, even I think what, A Team? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was great in 18. Like, I liked him in that. I loved him in uh, Limitless, if I remember correctly. That was him. I think so, yeah. yeah. The Hangover, at least the first one, but that's a whole other. See, the thing is, I still enjoyed 2 and 3. They weren't great, but I enjoyed them. Yeah. And and he's Rocket. Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he voices Rocket. Everyone forgets he plays Rocket Raccoon. And he does amazing. Holy crap. (laughs) He's got a range. He's the only only guardian yeah. left at the moment. Anyway, um, <sighs> I, yeah, I feel so bad for him. When he's gonna find <laughs> I mean, that out. Yeah. I feel so bad. Uh, I don't think he's gonna find out. Anyway. I, I really liked him in The Rocker. Oh Jesus, that was a while ago. Yeah. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, with yeah. Rain Wilson. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then uh, why am I blanking on the name of it here? Um, <laughs> Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He plays that weird psycho. Yep. Um. That isn't qu- like he's that like weird quirky, like kind of deranged but not like killer deranged no, type thing. Kind of stalky. Yeah. 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 So in other words, Bradley Cooper did did great acting, and he said it was it was his directing. Oh yeah, yeah. It was his directorial yeah. debut, and he the movie was well directed. I will give it that. Okay, that's pretty cool. And I wonder if he has an Oscar nomination. No, okay. I will. I will <laughs> anyway. honestly say, as much as I don't necessarily care for some of her songs, Gaga is a great singer. I Gaga. She has a one, she has a great voice. When she first started, and Poker Face came out, I hated her. I'm with like, you. I. It's not a bad song. I was just super tired of hearing it. Yeah. The more she does, the more respect I have for her as both an artist and a singer. She and is great. Well, what she was is... that one? What was that one show she did where uh, she was doing oh, a live rendition? Horror Story? No, no, no. no. I, I'm, ta- I'm talking about uh, like a show at one of these uh, award shows. Oh, she did. Oh, she did. What song was that? That she came out was like, damn, she is good. Uh, uh, it wasn't the Oscars, was it? I don't think. Mm. I want to say it was Grammys. Oh. It was was it the one where they did the one over the rainbow that kind of it was, stuff? Uh, the Julie Andrews. It was I think That's it was right, the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, well, that was, was it, actually uh, the Oscars two or three years ago. I think. Yeah, it was the Julie Andrews tribute, and she. I can't remember uh, what song she, she sang. But it was from Sound of Music. Was it Hills? Um, the Hills are alive. I don't no. think so. I don't think so. Or favorite things. I think it was favorite things. But all yeah, I know, she, all I know, is like when she did that, I was like, she, "Oh man, she nailed it!" She, yeah. Yes, she won hundred percent. And you realize that she's a damn talented singer, and it shows in this movie. Like whenever yeah. she's singing, she's good. Yeah, she just tends to do poppy stuff that uh, yeah. catchy, but doesn't exactly show your range more often than not. This one, it shows her range, and I, I can see why she's getting all the the love for her acting in it. But she's basically playing what or we've something. seen already. So yeah, she's basically putting on. She's basically being the rock, and she's putting on her face. Yeah. I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's 100% nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. definitely nothing wrong with um, a director casting somebody to Who's, utilize their yeah. talents, especially with somebody who is as strong as her I'd with much those ra- talents. I'd much rather pick someone who's a damn good singer that's kind of okay She's a good actress as well. than the reverse. She's right. a good actress as well. 
Like looking, you could tell she does a good job in the movie. It's looking just at you, Emma Watson. Uh, are you in the goddamn beauty? Uh, but the East had problems. Emma Watson wasn't really one of the problems. Her <laughs> auditory right. voice, but, like the idea that, um, like, if she decided that she wanted to go into acting and devoted more of her time to that, oh, I can easily see her doing part of her craft. Yeah, um, she could probably take off and do very, very well at I that. I can easily see that, but she um, prefers the singing, right? And because that's where her passion lies. That's where. Um, her creativity seems to be and at. It, and it does show. And if she yeah. ch- ever chose to make that transition, uh, I'm sure she would have no problems being able to do so, especially after making such a strong showing with this, even though she wasn't necessarily... The strongest. The strongest, yes. But she definitely didn't lack horribly either. Okay. Yeah. So, good to have on in the background. Maybe wouldn't go out of your way to see it. Yeah. yeah. Good music. Um, Bradley Cooper was great. Uh, yeah, that's about it. If you're looking for a halfway decent story, <laughs> was it original songs? Uh, yeah, most of them. Oh, oh I think okay, then they yeah, were. Cool. I I get the feeling, yeah, they're all original. Kind then of that's written. cool. Yeah, they were good though. I I did genuinely enjoy the movie. Yeah, that's even better. Yep. All right. So next on the list. Next and the last of the best pictures are uh, Vice. That's another one. I have no idea what it's about. Vice President Dick Cheney. Yeah. Oh, oh shit, what? Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney. Yes. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pull up a picture of Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. That, is, James. that is hilarious. Uh, first off, wow, the makeup or uh, Christian Bale gaining weight again? Oh, my God, did he... It took me... Like, I knew from the first scene that it was Christian Bale, but much like, much like Bohemian Rhapsody... Wow, did he blend into that character. And then again, this isn't the first Holy time he's crap. basically done horrible things to his body oh, yeah. for I've a role. S- I mean, I've seen Machinist. He made that between Dark, or Batman Begins and Dark Right or Dark Knight. Ter- oh my god, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, you can see you can see in the jaw and the face. Like you can it, see it's, it's him. It's Bale, but oh my but, god. Yeah, he gained a bunch of weight and they did like the the darkest hours oh, uh, prosthetic. Right. So you he got tell. into it. Oh yeah, he was great. And then, okay, that's him yep. as the younger version. Yeah, that's definitely more obvious that it's him. Right. Yeah. And then, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. Dude. If I were to glance, I'd say, oh, Dick Cheney's kind of cleaned himself up. But yeah, yeah like that right there is a very typical uh, facial mm-hmm. mannerism that Christian Bale has whenever he's got like that frustrated, like, yeah, deep it, thinking it looks look. like Fat Batman. But that old Batman, that, yeah. That'd be what you do if you did a live action Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I tell me. With. That'd, that'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but I will say that right now the best acting Oscar is going to go to either Rami Malik or Christian Bale. And it's because the two of them, I don't see them in those movies. They now. nail them that hard. They nail them. They are perfect. And all the way through, he was phenomenal. And the rest of the cast, I think Amy Adams plays his wife. Oh, Lynn, yeah. Pretty damn good. Nice and solid. Nothing spectacular, but pretty solid. Um, uh, Steve Carell plays Donald Rumsfeld. He, oh, my me, God, what? Steve yeah. Carell deserves the supporting actor nomination more than Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell plays Rockwell George was, W. Bush. Yeah. Sam Rockwell was great as George W., but he was, like, playing Sam Rockwell playing George W. Bush, which is surprisingly similar, but... 
Which is hilarious, but... Oh, yeah, he was great. I mean, nothing against Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell but Carell, amazing. Carell but nailed it. Carell, like, just holy crap. He's another one. It's great. like you, you kind of underrate him because he does a lot of, at least nowadays, he seems to do a lot of the com- comedic stuff. He does a lot of these, like, he did Welcome to Marwin. Yeah. And oh, which that I one, that's see, right. Which I it was good. To. I like Welcome to Marwin. I heard it was fantastic, but mm-hmm. it, it gets dark. It's a nice Robert Zemeckis movie. Yeah. yeah. But it looked interesting, but it also kind of is like, eh, I'm not sure. Again, it's a whole, it's stories. that, it's that slice of life thing where it's yeah. not, I prefer the action because I can see it, it looks cooler on the screen than in my head. Yeah. Whereas character depth, I can see it more in my yeah. head. That might just come from the writing thing. I did. And then Allison Pill playing uh, the Mary, the gay daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mary Cheney. Yep. Uh, I really like Allison Pill. I think she's a yeah, since good actress. I've liked her since Scott Pilgrim and uh, uh, Newsroom. Yeah, loved her in Newsroom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Season two for that, she really, yeah, wow. So, what's your pick out of curiosity? Uh, for best picture, yeah. Um, I I will quickly note Vice. The some of the editing and directorial choices were kind of weird. They go into like Shakespearean, like full on Shakespeare dialogue for a good like two minutes of the movie. Really, and there's a lot of like really hyper edited stuff, which is really cool, but clashed with some of the other stuff in the movie. So, um, personally. I wasn't a, like I liked Black Panther. wasn't a huge fan. Ultimately, I loved uh, Black Klansman. I really did like Bohemian Rhapsody. Favorite was good, not my favorite. Huh? Uh, Green Book was pretty damn good. Roma was good, but it I don't know. It just something didn't quite sit well with me. Star is Born was decent, and Vice was pretty damn good. Ultimately, I'd have to probably give it to either Black Klansman or Green Book. Honestly, from everything just describing, I kind of have to agree with you. Like, even Bohemian Rhapsody, I'd give it to. Like, those three are the ones that are on the top for me. Okay. Um, based on everything, to be honest with you, uh, I, I've been looking at Green Book since the very beginning um, of all this, uh, from what I've heard from people coming out of the theaters to um, my own research into the film and everything like that. Just Green Book just seems like it's it's a very movie. it's a very uplifting movie. Yeah, I may not I may not necessarily care for those as my choice of movie, but I can definitely see everything. It's like that looks like it's like like it clicks. Yeah. So that's all the main the uh, best picture nominees. Do we want to go through the acting categories? I mean, uh, we can kind of touch on them at least. Yeah, let's go through at least just see what the. The main, the so, best actors, best actress, support. Yeah, the, the big things. So yeah. uh, the nominees for best actor um, for Christian Bale for Vice. Not surprising. Uh, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Not surprising. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. <laughs> I'll get into that. Let's keep uh, going. Rami Malek, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Not and surprising. Viggo Mortensen, Green Book. Not surprising. The, the four we already mentioned, already mentioned how great they were in the movies. So yeah. Everything I've seen, they, they, they're... Yeah. All of those actors, I could watch in damn near anything and be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Even so, I'll, I have watched *At Eternity's Gate*. <laughs> it's this train wreck. So it's, uh, yeah, um, it's about Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, okay. And oh, no. Willem Dafoe plays Vincent Van Gogh, kind of during his last year or so of his life. I could say it. And. The one thing I will say positive about this movie is Willem Dafoe was absolutely brilliant. 
It has a great cast. Oscar Isaac. Holy um, Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. It has a great cast. Man, that's a top that's a top and list cast. The director, almost. Julian Schnabel, did Diving Bell and the Butterfly a few years ago, which was a phenomenally like uh, claustrophobic movie about a guy with Lockton syndrome. Yep. It was great. It was phenomenal. This movie was not good. <laughs> this movie was like it took me two sittings to get through. Oh, wow. wait, for you? Yeah. It was this movie where, like, it started really interesting, and then about halfway through it just kind of meanders, and it just goes on, and it's just such a bland movie. But, yeah, but Willem Dafoe was amazing. Again, I've ne- he's, he's like, always been one of the best parts yeah. of any movie he's part of. Like, yeah. first Spider-Man, he was phenomenal, <laughs> he was, then he put a mask on. He was great. And he Willem still Dafoe, managed to moat through oh, that God. mask. Willem Dafoe is one of the most underrated actors of all time, up there with Gary Oldman, who just won mm-hmm. an Oscar last year, so good on Gary Oldman. But, but, oh, Oldman. I, yeah, I thought Gary he said Oldman. Goldman. I was like, who is Gary that? Goldman. <laughs> yeah. No, Gary Oldman was... He's another, yeah, he's another good one. Phenomenal Do I think he was year. the best pick for some for some of his roles? Not no. necessarily. He's always great, though. Like him oh, yeah, Sirius, he's great. Him and Serious Black, hot damn. Again, oh, yeah. I don't but, think he was the best choice for it, but he acted the yeah. hell out of it. Yeah. Last year with Darkest Hours, holy crap. This year, Willem Dafoe, wow. He was amazing in that movie, but the rest of the movie was just bad. Yeah. I can honestly, I honestly can't think of a movie I've seen with Defoe in it that I didn't enjoy his performance at yeah. least. At Eternity's Gate mm. felt like a amateur film with an amazing cast, and that's unfortunate—a like, two hundred million dollar student film. It felt like a maybe five. <laughs> yeah, it felt like maybe a five million dollar movie, but they put it towards the cast and not cinematography, not. Production design. Like uh, production design. I'll, I'll give it some credit. I never felt like it wasn't that time period. Right. It always well, felt that that time. Authentic. Period. Looking at the pictures that yeah. I was able to find, the costume design and every all the parts, they all seem to fit perfectly. Willem Dafoe looks amazing was, in Van Gogh. He was amazing all the way through the movie. It's not my favorite Vincent Van Gogh movie I've seen this year. That That's, was Loving Vincent. Okay. But that was last year anyway, so that was a whole thing. Loving it, Vincent was a great Vincent Van Gogh movie. It's sad that you can honestly say, it's not my favorite Vincent Van Gogh movie this year. Like, the whole time <laughs> watching watching this movie, I was like, cool. Um, I just saw Loving Vincent a few months ago at a film festival. I liked it better than this movie that was like the same, basically the same story told a different way. <laughs> Watching the Matrix, man, you know what this this reminds me of? Dark City. <laughs> yeah, but kind of got that feel, doesn't it? Yeah. But at Eternity's Gate, amazing actors. Willem Dafoe, if he wins the Oscar, he won't because it nobody's seen this movie. But he deserves the Oscar. I wouldn't be surprised. It, but it, he won't win it. There's no way in hell. No. I agree. This is like, going to Christian Bale or Rami Malek. He he deserved it for a lot of his stuff. Oh yeah, he'll eventually win. I th- I don't know if he's ever won something, but he deserves it if he did, if he does. So he is the new Gary Oldman slash Di- uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio eventually won. He had to eat like a horse liver or something, but he won. <laughs> <laughs> Suffer for your art. Suffer. Okay, Alejandro so. Inarritu, man, 
That's a damn. So that was that was the act. That was the actors. Yeah. What are the best actress? I know. uh, Actress. I know Lady Gaga's in there somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, for uh, actress in a leading role, we have uh, Yolitza Aparicio Roma for Roma. Glenn Close, the wife. I haven't seen the wife yet. I'll be honest, Um, but I want to, and I think she might win. Olivia Coleman for the favorite. She was good. Uh, she was a secondary to me. Like, I don't think she's the main character. Uh, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born. That's good. We mentioned that. And Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Haven't seen it yet. I've not seen... Uh, <laughs> that's Kevin. <laughs> no, she... I just haven't got around to it. Uh, I just got it on my, my Ultraviolet account. No, I'm just, just joking about the fact that you knew all the male, the yeah, male no, movies. I thought about that, but... Um, <laughs> From what I understand, uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me uh, was a really good movie. Um, it's a big departure from what we normally see from Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Um, which not a huge is, Melissa McCarthy fan. So that it, name is familiar, and I know I know when you say a movie uh, she would have been in, I'm going to hurt, hurt myself. New Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Spy. Uh, yeah. Tammy. She's been in a bunch of bad movies. Yeah. But um, and then, uh, from what I understand, the wife was really good as well. Yeah, I, I really do want to watch the wife, but yeah, I've heard it's a slog to get through. Yeah, it, it's hopefully really it's not Etern- at Eternity's Gate bad, but uh, no, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So, love um, that. At Eternity's Gate, they named this right. I can't. It's going on forever. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's not that long of a movie. It just felt long, man. It's like That's, oh my god. So the big thing that I took away from uh, people I've talked to who have seen the wife, which Mind you, working at a movie theater and working the day shift, a lot of them typically be uh, typically are elderly. It definitely swung much older than you'd expect. Yeah, we, and the, Which isn't the a bad typical thing. people who come <laughs> into the theater, uh, like I said, are elderly. Um, and then, uh, surprisingly, book clubs are like mm-hmm. a big thing that come in. I'm not uh, entirely surprised, but yeah, I'm not surprised about that. Right, at all. so. Uh, and that even then, uh, the majority of the people going to see the wife uh, were women. Um, yep, that's not surprising. And either. then the men nope. who were going to see it were usually being dragged along by their wives. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very few of the men thought the movie was uh, really, really good. They thought it was a good movie. Don't get them wrong, or don't get me wrong. But it wasn't like their top movie. Yeah. Um, well, obviously. Even the women were like, it was a good movie, um, but uh, it was slow moving uh, from what they were saying, and um, it was very much like just recapping her life yeah. and like mm-hmm. re going over the choices she had made to get to where she was um, in her life since she's supposed to be. Uh, accompanying her husband to receive his Nobel Prize. And um, from what I understand, it was very similar to the story of um, uh, something along the movie of, like, Big Eyes or something like that, where the husband is getting all this credit for work where she may have had something to do with it, but she's not getting credited for that work. Um, I could be wrong, but that's the way that it was interpreted to me from what people were telling me. So, words, it kind of seems like the uh, even a, as entertaining as it may have been to the right person, it seems kind of like a why'd you even bother if you weren't going to glam up one or two of the the events. 
not so much. It was very much just more. I think of like it's a, more of a character study. Yeah, more and character from what study. I've heard, Glenn Close is the front runner right now. Yeah, um, she so. is like the the main focus. She's never won an Oscar for one. Well, well this is a shame. Her tour de force. Yeah, which is a shame because so. I think she's an amazing actress. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be her, Lady Gaga, hands down. I, I hope it's her. Were there yeah. any other characters we want to look at? or um, I Let's would, do secondaries really yeah, quick. Yeah, uh, supporting role. So yeah. uh, going back to actor and supporting role, uh, Mayor Shali for Green Book. We'll probably win. Uh, Adam Driver for Black Klansman. He, to me, was a, he, to me, was better than John David Washington. Okay. I thought he was a more interesting character just because he was physically there and not on a phone. Okay. But he I, can Anna, also act. Adam Driver Ooh. is just a damn good actor. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah. he's a really underrated actor. Sure, Kylo Ren's kind of weird, but I th- I still think he's pretty good in it. Um, I, I have a problem so. with Star Wars, but that's a whole other yeah. issue. That's a whole other time. We'll get into that when we get into a sci-fi uh, week. I Wish You Were Here, I think was the name of the movie, um, about the family who had recently lost their father oh, and yeah, they yeah, had yeah. to sit uh, yeah. yeah, for the Jewish observation of whatever it is when somebody passes. I forget the name of it. Yeah. Um, but that he played a great role yeah. in that. Uh, we have Sam Elliott for A Star is Born. I love Sam for, Elliott. I forgot he was in the movie. Yeah. Um, Richard he plays e- the brother slash manager yeah. of Bradley Cooper. Oh. Hmm. He was yeah. fine. He's uh, in the movie. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Haven't seen it yet. Have heard good things about him, though. Uh, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Not who I would have given it to for Vice. No, you were talking about Corell. Yeah. yeah, Steve Carell. Like, I think Corell as Donna Rumsfeld was better. But Sam Rockwell is... I love Sam Rockwell. Ever since Zaphod Beeblebrox back in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, I've loved Sam Rockwell. But this... And he was pitch perfect. He was amazing as... Uh, the bush, don't get me wrong. It's just it felt like they just cast him because he was perfect anyway. Right. Well, and, and also kind of it seems like almost a caricature. Did yeah. they did they go caricature out? Yeah, not really. Like I thought he did a damn good job. He was perfect as the character. It's just it's not it's He's not, not that flexing. far. <laughs> it's not that far from his normal character anyway. Right. So. And I mean, like I loved him in uh, Green Mile, uh, Matchstick Men. I loved him in the the way way back. Yes. Like I loved him in that. I loved him in Three film. Billboards last year. He won last year. Another so. film that I really wanted to see that I hadn't, that I still haven't seen yet. I really like Three Billboards. Um, I I love Sam Rockwell in general. Three so. Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's going to Mahershala Ali again. I mean, that's hands down. It's a really weak category ultimately, and he's a damn powerful uh, person. He, yeah. He's the shark in the pond. Oh yeah. All, All right. right. So actress, supporting actress. So actress is in a supporting role. Uh, Amy Adams for Vice. Uh, yep, she played um, the wife. Kind of forgot she was love there. Love Amy Adams. Uh, in Amy general, Adams. not not a huge acting role for her though. No, um, Marina de Tavira uh, for Roma. She played the wife slash mother of the children. She was good. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I won't lie. I thought you were going to say she played the wife slash sister. <laughs> <laughs> no. That, that, to be fair, that would have injected a little bit of spice into it, but um, no. The main character is like the the maid for a, a uh, middle class family, a middle class Mexican family. Yeah, the, yeah. This supporting actress is the 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 mother, the wife. Yeah, that, yeah. 
Yeah, just the way you said slash, I was like, wait, what? Where is this going? It's going deep south, not not Mexican. <laughs> we're going so deep, we're deep south, we're going to Mexico. We're going so deep We're south, jumping we're the border and the stupid wall. Anyway, let's move on from that next up. Uh, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. I haven't seen Beale Street yet. I really wanted to. Um, um, we only had it at the theater for like a week. Yeah, I wanted to see it and then it just disappeared on yeah, me. So it was one of I'll, those. I'll uh, get to it when I can. That happened to me with Hotel Artemis. I yeah. guess like the first Until week, Artemis and then just the, came out and disappeared. Yeah, I yeah, and to then see that. it's a great it's movie. So I have it. I need to see it. It's I really wanted to see it like so bad, but I missed. Yeah. I missed one of the first uh, the first week, and I was like, oh, we'll go next week." And then it and just it was gone, disappeared. Yeah. It came out the same weekend as something big. It got yeah. hit hard. I don't know if it was, it was Avengers. It was opposite something big. That's it was a very bad time for that to come out. Anyway, let's Beale Street could talk also to like it was a delayed release. Pardon? Wasn't it Barry Jenkins? I believe so. The guy who did Moonlight? Yeah, I believe so. I wasn't and a huge was, Moonlight fan, but I, it, it was at least pretty well done. Yeah, and I think it had a, like a limited release, and yeah. then when it uh, did come out, when we finally got it, we had it for like a week, maybe two, and then yeah, it, it disappeared. Its release window was like, it came out so it can get Oscar nominations, and then it kind of trailed off, and nobody yeah. saw it, so it didn't get many nominations. Right. Um, next up, we have Emma Stone for The Favorite. So the next two are Emma Stone and, and Rachel, Rachel Weiss, Weiss for the favorite. For the favorite, yeah. How? Um. Well, they're both supporting. I would actually say Emma Stone might be the main character, but that's just me. Um. I genuinely liked both of them. I thought Rachel Weiss was a little bit more strong of a character. She played this kind of like almost totalitarian second in command. She played Sarah, right? Yeah. Okay. And. There are definitely moments where it's like, ooh, I don't want to mess with her. <laughs> and I absolutely loved the two of them. And I loved uh, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman, yeah. I loved the three of them, but it's also like, at the end of the day, they're forgettable compared to other people in the same categories. Fair. Uh, Glenn Close is going to run away with uh, Best Actress. I don't really know who's going to be supporting. Uh, might be one of those two then. I think they're going to split the vote. I think they're going to split their vote and it's <clears> going to end up as one of the other three. I don't think Roma's going to win because nobody knows the actress's name. Um, and So it'll probably end up going to either Amy Adams or Regina King then. I think Regina King kind of has this unlock. Uh, Amy Adams wasn't anything we haven't seen her do we'll before. We'll find out so. in a week, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. By the time this comes out, yeah, well, it'll be less than a week. Any other categories you wanted to cover? Um, I quickly want to touch on documentary. Okay. Uh, oh, we have, what, five of them? Well, so the thing is... Feature or short? Uh, feature. Feature. Who cares about the shorts? <laughs> That's 20 minutes. Fair who cares enough. about 20 minutes? I'd rather spend an hour and a half to two hours. Free, fair enough. Uh, so the nominees for documentary feature, uh, Free Solo. Seen it. Uh, it was damn good. Hell County this morning, this evening. Haven't seen it. Uh, Minding the Gap. Haven't seen it. Of Fathers and Sons. Haven't seen it. And RBG. Seen it. Damn good. The movie that should be up for this, and the reason why I want to go over this, is uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. <laughs> I've heard nothing but the good things about that movie. Rogers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Mr. Rogers movie that came out this year. Oh my it was God, that's right. unbelievably well done. It was one of my favorite documentaries I've seen in years. It should have been nominated. RBG most likely will take this or Free Solo. Those two are the front runners to me. Minding the Gap, from what I've what I've seen about it, might slip in, but 
RPG about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So why wasn't it? Why wasn't a part of this? Why wasn't I don't know. I'm not sure why it didn't get nominated. Everybody loves Mr. Rogers. He was such yeah, a nice guy. It was, it was about his life, and it was such a good movie. I don't know why it wasn't nominated. I remember, I remember reading about somewhere he he would after a certain point he would tell when he was feeding, feeding the fish because a, a blind kid wrote in and was like just just telling the the blind kid it's like don't worry I'm feeding the fish. Yeah. It's like he seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, and the whole thing he's such it's like such a nice calm movie it's just so well done and like it debunks any myths you have about him he never served in the military he didn't murder a bunch of people that's that's not a thing that happened well so. most of the jokes that you get with mr roger is that his uh his episodes of anger would be like just a stern talking from most anybody else yes. and he would usually put on the the reason why he would use the puppets is that how he that's how he expresses the more awkward emotions. If he's mad, he'd say it through a puppet because he doesn't. He was socially awkward, and so he didn't conflict well. Yeah, he didn't conflict well. He wasn't like he just wasn't a mean person. And it was the documentary is really good, and documentaries are for everyone. And I usually skip them, but that was one that I genuinely really loved, and it should have gotten some nomination. So that's all. I, I just wanted to mention that. You can't I'm be sure. surprised though. Yeah. Um, Are there any other categories that you two want to talk about? I'm a little curious about the soundtrack. Soundtrack, okay. Score? Score. Uh, do you want? Yes. Do you want original score or original song? Who cares about the song? Let's just. Uh, yeah, I'm going with. I'm going with the, the, the score. Lady Gaga's going to win for shallow. Okay, first. so nominees yeah. are. That's not surprising. Uh, Black Panther. Um, not bad. Ken, uh, Kendrick Lamar did a damn good job. Yep. Uh, Black Klansman for uh, Terrence Blanchard. Pretty good. Won't win. Um, if Beale Street could talk, Nicholas Bertal. Uh, Haven't seen it. Isle of Dogs, Alexandra Desplat. Alexandre Desplat, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Desplat. I'll get into that one when we talk about Desplat. <laughs> Somebody who took French and destroyed that name. Good me. Uh, the, French, job, man. the French corrupt everything. You know this to be true. That's <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, and then uh, Mary Poppins Returns, Mark Shaman. I haven't got around to it. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to go... Uh, I kind of want to talk about animated movie after this, but yeah, I, I do too. Isle yeah. of Dogs was phenomenal, Stunned. and the soundtrack was great. That kind of mix between Tycho drums and like that weird, quirky. I mean, it's Wes Anderson. If you've seen a Wes Anderson movie, you know what you're getting you know the into. Flavor. This, the movie was great. The soundtrack, I still play the soundtrack. It's one of the three soundtracks I play, uh, and it is phenomenal. I absolutely love that score. I don't think it's gonna win. But I loved it. Um, well, my bet is, is probably on Black Panther. Yeah, and I genuinely liked the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to say, I may have said Kendrick Lamar, but it's Lamar Kendrick, right? Uh, Ludwig Göransson. No, I mean for the most of the actual songs. Oh, something like that. Because he was that's 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 most of what played is stuff that like, yeah, he worked on. I think on. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Would probably it show, show up in songs? I can, I can almost guarantee. So Mary Poppins. Uh, Mary Poppins. Wow. Um, so. Uh, Overall, the scoring was done rather well. Um, the individual songs, on the other hand, that who, um, good, bad, yeah, that who doesn't say they anything. Were, <laughs> they were, they felt like they were a lot of the uh, like show-stopping numbers that you would typically get from musicals, but they were all shoehorned in, mm, going, okay. hey. Eventually, one of these will stick, right? 
it wasn't a natural progression yeah. like it was the first marriage right process. and um like i felt like uh lin-manuel miranda was not utilized to his potential uh, I felt like it was like, well, we're going to give you an opportunity to do your thing because we really liked you in Hamilton and uh, yeah. you're very talented and we want your name associated with this because, you know, we're Disney and we collect people. Um, hmm. uh, so, uh, thanks. How you doing, uh, Marvel? How you doing? Um, <laughs> right. How, how you doing, Monopolies? Hi, my name's Disney. I mean, Slughorn. How I mean, you Disney. doing, Star Wars? Um, how you doing, Fox? <laughs> I'm Professor Slughorn. I mean Disney. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if they somehow bought her like Harry uh, Potter, yeah. Warner Brothers, and then they have a Harry Potter X-Men crossover. Oh, God. That would <laughs> actually be kind of interesting. I would love it if they tried it. In the Harry fact, Potter Star Wars crossover. Well, it'd be kind of interesting because you can make the argument that the the whole magic thing is actually a primordial X gene. <laughs> you're um, a, you're a Jedi, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a wand that turns into a lightsaber. Yeah, right. <laughs> be a um, great crossover. This, that's a phenomenal fanfic idea. We <laughs> right. need to do. Or but, like, uh, hey, bub, and three uh, three wands come out of his knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrifying <laughs> for a number of reasons. <laughs> but no, uh, but no. I mean, I, I just felt like um, they really missed the mark. Um, a lot of missed opportunities with the music in that. So instead of a natural progression of. Like story bleeding into song is right. story, story, story. Hey, this would be a good time. We haven't had a song for five minutes. Right. Yeah. And the that thing is, a lot is of musicals. that's the problem I have. That is the one hundred percent the problem I have. Okay. Going back to the music, man. There's a natural story, and then everything is just people being getting riled up into a song. But yeah. and that's the sad part too with this is that um, the people singing the songs did a great job with what they were doing. Don't get me wrong. But none of them were defining like from the original Mary Poppins. You know, Spoonful of Sugar. Uh, go with, Fly a Kite. Go Fly a Kite. Any of those songs, like, you think of Mary Poppins, you can instantly name at least two or three songs from the movie, and you can you instantly recall some sort of emotion, feeling, something you had to go with that movie. And where yeah. it was in the movie. Right. Whereas this, yeah. I, I, I have topsy-turvy which the only reason why I know the name of the song is because of the fact that I remember the mo- the the room that they were in literally moving around and going upside down and moving and stuff like that. It, Glenn, or I'm um, sorry, uh, Meryl Streep. I don't know why I said Glenn, folks. I forgot Meryl, Meryl Streep was in the movie. That's yeah, right. Meryl Streep I'm plays... I'm surprised she didn't get a supporting nomination. She plays Cousin Topsy. She's mm-hmm. only in one scene. Um, and? Yeah. And it's Meryl Streep. But again, it, as phenomenal as she is, she's only in the one scene. Uh, and uh, There's a couple one-scene wonders I think should have gotten nominations as opposed to who actually got them. Yeah, but her role in the film is rather superfluous. Uh, it's like, um, again. It's like Into the Woods. Fair. Uh, but she, um, like, even as great as she is, like, the song itself was very lackluster. Um, and it felt like, well, we have her in this movie, so we're going to make a song specifically for her and shoehorn it in so that way we can use this top talent. Yeah. You hate to see it. Right. So now, animated. Yeah, let's go on to animated. All right, animated feature films. Uh, nominees for animated feature films are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, 
and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <clears throat> the only one I haven't seen is Mirai. I want to, I just haven't got around to it. The only uh, one I have seen is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I've seen none of them, though I wanted to see uh, the Spider-Verse and Ralph ones. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to see all of them. Oh, I haven't seen Mirai. I've seen Ralph. It is a better version of the Emoji Movie. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much better? Because that, that's, okay, kind of, that's kind the, of a the low The Emoji ball. Movie is the crap emoji. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph is a good movie. Um, I actually, I'll take it. I will take it. I actually really liked Wreck It Ralph, and I loved, or I, I loved the first Wreck It Ralph. The first one was a chore. And I genuinely liked Wreck It Ralph too. The problem with it is that it lost a lot of the charm. Okay. It. I was gonna ask. It's. It goes to the internet and just does internet jokes for two hours. That's what I'm and worried about. It was fun, and it. It's like it. Sure, it had some weird stunt casting, like Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, whatever, as the racing chick. What? Yeah. Okay, cool, it's kind I of guess. Funny. It it was fine. It wasn't amazing. I, I, well, what like, I liked about what I liked about the first one is that it, instead of being any specific game, it was just kind of gaming history in general. It still you has. had stand-ins yeah. where it's like, okay, I obviously know what that's referring to, as well as as well as actual characters from certain video games. But for the most part, it just kind of, it does what every good parody kind of does, and that it takes what, it takes that thing, turns it slightly on its head with a loving embrace of, oh, aren't you just so stupid, that's why we love you, it, kind of thing. It kind of had that. Like, it, it definitely made fun of all of the dumb shit on the internet. Like, it made fun of all the dumb cat videos, made fun of people hurting themselves to get popular on YouTube. It made fun of all that, and it did, but at the end of the day, it's no longer fun on the internet, so it's no longer really fun to watch in a movie. So. One of the other things that I had kind of noticed from watching previews and stuff like that was it was just a way for them to literally go, well, here's a Rocket Ralph brand. Now here's every other Disney yeah, brand. Here's the that Disney we princesses, own. which is one of the best scenes in the movie. Disney it looks amazing. When Star she, Wars. Yeah, and then she gets chased by Star Wars for a second. And you see Iron Man in the background, but, but it's unimportant. I will say, right. it's just I wasn't sure. Not having seen it, I wasn't sure how big of a play that would be. The, it's one scene, right? The princesses come back a couple of times. That would be that fine was kind of fun. Funny to watch. Or it was fun. fun. I like that, but the rest of it. It, they go to it momentarily, trying to deliver something, and that's okay, it. I will. I will say, uh, Rob, Ralph wrecks the internet had one of my f one of my favorite trailers for it. Uh, what's your favorite part? Out of curiosity, <laughs> just the realization with the bunny. Just okay, <laughs> so <laughs> the scene with the pancakes and the milkshake. That yeah, thing, that is my favorite moment in the movie. The favorite part about it is that. It's not in the movie. <laughs> About two minutes into the credits, it cuts to this this uh, cute little girl on a on a um a tablet, and she's like really sad. Oh, honey, why are you sad? Well, the best part of the movie was was in the trailer, but it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> and oh, honey, it's okay. Why don't you just play your game, and we'll we're, we'll get home. Oh my God, what? And then. Okay, and then she starts playing this game about bunnies and the kitties or whatever. The, the I think it was cat. And ending it over, and then Ralph breaks in and oh no, the bunny gets the gets the bunny pancake gets the... and all this and 
And like, this little girl's just, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the bunny explodes. And, it doesn't show the explosion. It shows kind of like almost a rupture. You hear a pop as you cut to yeah, the, and then the little girl <laughs> staring at the screen, but screaming. I love the fact that in the movie, they say, my favorite part of the trailer wasn't in the movie. And it's then my favorite part of the trailer that's not in the movie. I'm like, that's such a clever little thing. That and it's is. Like, that's great. It's and like three like, minutes into the into the credits. And like I said, so like I absolutely yeah. I absolutely love that trailer. It is so they got the comedic timing on that just beautiful. And I love the added fact like it still works in the movie, but I love the added fact that she says my favorite part of the trailer wasn't in the movie. Cause how many people complain about that? Everyone was taken off because it's not a Marvel movie, so they're not staying to the end. Everyone and started taking it. off and they missed it. And I laughed my ass off at that. And that it, sounds it that sounds a like relatively mediocre sequel to this awesome button joke near the end of the movie. But see, that's the thing, though. Like, for whatever reason, people aren't aren't conditioned to remember that like Disney Pixar stuff has the post credit stuff usually. Or well. like stuff. Ralph is just Disney animated. Just so you know. I'm just Why? saying, like, but like Disney animation. Disney Pixar. They have stuff um, during credits, if nothing else. During I, credits, something. Usually, uh, it, this had like yeah. fun stuff. I seem to recall Toy Story credit. having like out, outtakes yeah, during out its that's, commercials. That's what I'm saying. Uh, commercial credits. credits. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like usually, Disney. they have something fun. Like you see the in Coco, they had the I don't remember what it's called, but all the all the pictures of the people that have died throughout yeah. Pixar's history. All the, the crew members that have died or anything like that. Oh, wow. And they actually had it so that they have... The whole idea of Coco is that they... Remembrance of the Dead. Remembrance of the Dead. Yep. And this is them making their own version to oh, forever that's remember. Oh, that's beautiful. And like then the... it drops everyone and it shows like one of the creators. And it in memory of in memory of the family members we've lost. Oh, and that is such, beautiful. Yeah, and it's like, the Coco was such thing, a brilliant the family movie, altar that they have... Yeah, I can't remember the name of the yeah. one, but yeah. Yeah, and um, they did a great job with that. Yeah, the other movies up for uh, animated, I mean, we have Mirai, which none of us have seen. No, I don't I even think, I don't even, what's, what's supposed to be about? I don't uh, even remember anything about anime it. anime by G-Kids. Um, I don't really remember what it's about, but. Okay. It Sounds cool. Japanese. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, from if what I remember, I remember it was, it's, it's, um, it's supposed to be something like future. So nah. Mirai, a young boy, encounters a magical garden, which enables him to travel through time and meet his relatives yep. from different eras, which guidance are with guidance by his younger sister from the future. Yeah, so it's nothing we really haven't seen before, but it looks good and <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. From it, what I understand, it was actually a really good movie. Is it in English or is it subtitled? Oh, they had both it, versions. Probably both. I'll um, eventually get around to it when it comes out on digital. The I just laugh about that because I saw Your Name when it was just subtitled. And I, still I, I really loved Your Name. I, I enjoyed it. I saw it subtitled. I still loved it. Yeah, that was such a, such a well-made movie. Um, Incredibles 2 was one that I was super looking forward to. I liked Incredibles 2. It's not as good as I, the first, but I've, it's I've still heard, pretty I've good. I've heard that. It was a nice, solid Pixar sequel. My One of my the big features that I really was excited for was actually seeing more going on with Jack-Jack. Jack Jack versus the fucking raccoon, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? That scene was one of the single best movies. Jack Jack, the, the baby. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking he's about. He's developing powers. Yeah, I, I know the basic premise. I just haven't sat yeah. down and watched the movie. 
And there's a point where he sees a raccoon in the backyard, like, trying to steal trash or something. So he wanders out there. And, of course, he, he fa- phases through the, through the window and all this. And then he, yeah. And it's him versus the raccoon for this, like, five-minute fight scene. And it's just him <laughs> randomly doing different things, firing, firing lasers and burning up the umbrella. That, and the raccoon just, like, holy crap, and trying to get away. But Jack-Jack just like, no, you're getting back here. And it's just this great scene. Like, an absolute awesome scene. And, like, the rest of the movie was good, but the most memorable thing is this baby beating the crap out of a raccoon. Like, stuff like that um, is exactly what I was hoping for from this movie was that this would be more um, centered on like Jack-Jack's story. Yeah, and um, there's definitely a lot of Jack-Jack. Considering there. that he was like this tail end piece to the first movie. Yeah. And it was also hilarious at that point. But right. Yeah. And that was the thing too, like uh, one of my favorite parts from the first movie was uh, the kid rolling up on the big wheel that at the very end. Awesome. That was totally wicked! Yeah, and, like that was one of my favorite parts, and then being able to see something uh, involving Jack Jack because we didn't know much about him, um, and him being the newest addition to the family. Yeah, um, and then the chaos that usually ensues from having a baby, yeah. in especially a larger family like that, and then added to it the fact that they all have superpowers and they're all running around trying to do that on top yeah. of balance and normal life, like. How insane would that be to have a super-powered baby? Oh, yeah. Some right, people yeah. can't handle regular babies. Right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, even people with superpowers can't handle a regular baby, let alone a super-powered baby. you got to wonder how bad it was for Dash and Violet, too. One goes invisible, the other runs fast. Right. Yeah. So I it's like, like oh, it, crap. I like that all their abilities match their personalities, much like the uh, Fantastic Four. The, pe- the yeah. personalities and their names. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, the only thing I didn't really like about uh, Incredibles 2 was the villain. I thought Screen Slaver looked cool, but then ultimately it kind of lost steam later in the movie. Okay. That's about it. Yeah, that's, that's a lot why I'm hearing that. It, the, the first villain was better. It helped. Syndrome has, was a much better villain. It also helped that he was played fantastically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plus, not only that, but like, going into Incredibles 2, I knew nothing about the bad guy in this one. As far as I knew... The whole movie was about Jack Jack, and I was fine with that. I was yeah. perfectly fine with the entire movie. Naming a character about Evelyn Endeavor or Evil Endeavor, it's a little obvious who the villain is right. from the beginning. So, and I loved the uh, syndrome in the first one. Um, yeah, so good. So I mean, like, it it was a tall order to follow up a villain like that, and when you have such interesting other things that you could follow besides. You know the typical superhero versus supervillain type thing. Well, it's kind yeah. of, that's kind of going throughout this history of movie. Period. It is so hard when you've got when you've got a first opening that just takes the cake and is so loved. It is hard to if you go in any way kind of similar to what what it was. It is so hard to capture any of the energy you had the first time round without seeming a pale imitation, yeah. which is why some of the best some of the best sequels. Just kind of, they don't they don't follow the, the same thing. They'll turn down a similar path, yeah. yeah, or even just ignore the path completely and just go their own way. Right. Yeah. Um, now I know I haven't seen it and I wanted to, um, and you've mentioned it already, but Isle of Dogs. Yeah. 
I know that you're chomping at the bit to mention yeah. to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, Isle of Dogs might. Isle of Dogs is up there with Ready Player One and a few others as hands down my favorite movie of the year. Like, wow. just overall my favorite movie of the year. And That's right. I've seen most of the movies that have come out, and Isle of Dogs still stays up there. It's just this one that I absolutely love. And the other movies this year are a little weak. Uh, Mariah, I don't really know anything about, so I can't say much about that. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 was okay, not great. Incredibles 2 was good, not great. Uh, Isle of Dogs was absolutely fantastic. And what was the fifth one? Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I really liked Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I have really you, did. Have you talked yourself into a corner? The problem is, I absolutely love Isle of Dogs. It's brilliant. It, it's stop-motion animation. I always love stop-motion animation. It, it's great. Spider-Verse. Holy crap, where did this movie come from? Yeah. I thought it would be crap going into it, but damn. Yeah. First it did seem to come out of nowhere. Like, like the I trailer for coming, like a year and a half. But then it's yeah. like, boom, here it is, and it's better than Homecoming. Right, but I was How the there, hell? I, I was sitting there watching the trailer, and I'm like... Okay, cool. It's gonna be another animated Spider-Man. Yeah, thing. I thought it would be kind of a shovelware movie. Like, eh, yeah, I was, but. I was expecting like uh, a very bad knockoff of the '90s sp- animated Spider-Man. You know, the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon yeah. that it's I still, grew up watching. That's still yeah. had one of my favorite scenes. Is when <laughs> well, if if you've seen the movie, <laughs> right? I <laughs> may or may not have a <laughs> reference to that world. Right. Right. That, that, that had one of my favorite scenes uh, that we could talk about in a second. But you know what I'm saying? Stop though. pointing at me. Don't point at me. Stop pointing at me. Why are you pointing? <laughs> no, I'm actually talking. I'm actually talking about. Uh, oh, I'm what? talking about Spider Verse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For those of you who've seen the movie, there's a great end credit scene. Yeah, but no, like that, that was the thing though. Like, um, it, I was expecting that, and what we got was so much better. Yeah, it is hands down my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and like, oh. sure, it's the second movie this year that has had Spider-Man in it. They both, this one I I enjoyed Into the Spider-Verse more than I liked Infinity War, and I loved Infinity War. I like this one for a whole different set of reasons than um, the reasons why I liked, like, for instance, Homecoming or Infinity War or anything like that. And the main reason for that is because we actually got to see all the different, like, Spider-Man, versions of Spider-Man that we've come to know and love. Peter B. Uh, Parker. Uh, yeah. I, I love Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen's always yes. been one of my favorite characters in it was the... Such a cool, it's such a cool design. She's too. always yeah. been one of my favorite characters in the comics. Yes. I love her and I love Silk. Yes. Um, Silk's not in this movie, but I wish she was. Yeah. Um, the problem I had is about halfway through, they introduce Penny Parker, Spider-Ham... <laughs> or Spider-Pig, Spider-Pig. Anyway. <laughs> I swear they only did a cap on that joke. And it's they funny, added, but damn it. And they added Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. Penny Parker was only there to fix the doohickey or the, the gizmo or the whatever they called it. Yeah. The, it she called. didn't really do much, and then she disappeared. Spider-Ham was there for a couple of fun jokes, and then that's about it. One of my favorite characters ever in Marvel Comics is Spider-Man Noir. That's mm-hmm. a dark one. And I, I absolutely love how dark and twisted his comic is. I'm not saying it's a bad is. thing. I'm saying it's... It's dark. Oh, yeah. He shoots the vulture in the face with a gun in the comics. That doesn't happen in the movie. No. It's played Surprise. by Nicolas Cage. I thought he played <laughs> it really well. 
Yeah. I like the character, but I want its own movie. I want yeah. them to do what they're doing to Matt Reeves or yeah, Matt Reeves Batman with Spider Man Noir. That would be so damn cool. It would also fit considering the comic. God would that be cool. Mm-hmm. But that being said, even though I wasn't a huge fan of those three characters, the rest of the movie makes up for it. Yeah. The animation, the pacing, it's I love um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World for the pacing and the editing and the speed of the movie. Mm-hmm. This is like that on crack, mm-hmm. and I love it. It's an Edgar Wright film. <laughs> it felt like an Edgar Wright animated movie, which, yeah. damn. That's a good a thing. A year that we basically have an Edgar Wright animated film, and we have a Wes Anderson animated film. Hot damn. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I absolutely love Spider-Man, yeah. uh, the Into the Spider-Verse. And it made the rest of these Spider-Man movies look really tame. So, yeah, I want to see more in this world. I hope they don't kind of delve. I hope they kind of delve more into the Spider-Verse more than just making individual Spider. I don't want to see Miles Morales just fighting the fighting like reptile. It's just not yeah. interesting. No. I want to see the the weird cosmic like, hey, there's there's a punk rock version of Spider-Man. There is. I want to see more about Spider-Gwen. I want to see Silk. I want to see, like, all of these different Spider-People, like Iron Spider, and I want to see their versions of it. So kind of like a Dimension Cop thing? Yeah, kind of like that. I want to see more in the world. Actually, Dimension Force would be kind of interesting with that. The the fact that they killed Peter Parker Prime in, like, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And now you get fat Peter Parker. Which is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I've got to watch this. Miles that's Morales, so you get Spider Gwen, you get Japanese anime Spider Man. Yeah. Which With is a giant awesome. robot. Like, she was great. She was great. She could have been cut out and they wouldn't have changed anything. Then you get uh, Spider Man Noir, which had some potential that was lost, but still great. Yeah. And then you had Spider Ham there for the hilarious Looney Tunes jokes. Yes. You have all these. And then in the final credits, during all of the stuff, you get Future Spider Man. You get. 1990s Spider-Man or whatever the hell that was you get all of these and then in the actual credits you get all of these you get Punk Rock Spider-Man you get uh, Silk you get all of these different Spider-Man it was such a good movie yeah and I think like you said there's potential for them to delve into the stories of all the different uh, Spider-Man from the different Spider-Verses um I would love to see a Spider-Gwen movie yeah where they can actually go into those stories and it introduces all the different versions of Spider-Man that may not have been necessarily known by the mainstream yeah. uh, Spider-Man fans out there. Like, Miles Morales was completely unknown before this. Right. He was teased in um, Homecoming. Yeah. The, my cousin my cousin lives around there. Well, your cousin is Miles Morales. Yeah. You're the Prowler. Kind of, um, uh, sorry, yeah. but that that twist was ruined that by having, earlier uh, things. But um, Why am I blanking on the guy's name? Uh, Peter Parker's best friend... Uh, in Ned? Ed, yeah, Ned or Ned, sorry, uh, in uh, Homecoming, man uh, in the chair, yeah, the man in the chair, uh, that was totally a Miles Morales storyline thing. Yeah. His best friend was Ned, and he was the guy in the chair. In yeah. fact, they showed his roommate in the college. Roommate, and then I, I finally met my roommate. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and like, like the, the humor in this movie was great. Yeah, and exactly. And one of the things that we talked about earlier on the side was the animation style, yeah. uh, where it 
looks like the uh, the misaligned the prints, misaligned prints from the original like '90s '80s comics. Early in the movie, when he doesn't have the spider the sense, and it's it kind comes of into focus. Yeah. Then when he gets it, everything's in crisp focus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that was a brilliant small thing that um, not everybody really picked up on. The, um, the dotting in the yes. the shadows instead of like pure black you get the dots that you used to get in old style mm-hmm. and to showcase shadow without having yeah. to do without it having just solid black which could be kind of annoying yeah, yeah. and then His every once in a while voice popping up in little bubbles yep, and, and then every once in a while instead of having the full like dotting or whatever there'd be the shading where it's just yeah, that the, partial the hatch scribble type yeah. Stuff, yeah yeah and, and then I loved the different animation styles yep like Penny Parker has very anime-inspired animation style. Mm-hmm. Uh, noir looked very, very realistic, right? Or like noir was all black and white. So yeah. like whenever he'd punch somebody, you'd see like black and white stuff pop out, and yeah. you'd get like the opening where they start glitching around. You see all the different possibilities, and like the what is it, the Paramount logo, yeah. I think, or something. You see like the all of a sudden the Paramount. Uh, person holding guns and you know it's just a very cool just from gr- from the beginning of the movie to the end yeah it's such a well well animated and well edited movie yeah well i love a great movie what to be going in that yeah yeah but that and like as much as i just gushed about that isle of dogs i still like better that says something <laughs> and doesn't it's, it? it's just it's such a quiet calm movie compared to this hyper animated movie it, it, the two are like complete opposites and that's but I love them both, and that's probably why. Because yeah. you've you've got you've got the calm chaos and action that you kind you like, but then you've also got that soft, uh, the soft spoken one that you kind of enjoy, <laughs> just kind of relaxing with. Yeah, like I love the idea in Isle of Dogs that all the barks are translated into English. Every other language is original, and there's an interpreter sitting there doing all the Japanese dialogue. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing, and I love the idea of like this. This guy just like rambling on in Japanese, and then the dog's just turning. Man, I sure wish we could understand his language. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a bad <laughs> joke. That's a bad joke, and I love it. It's just such that's a great. such a brilliant movie, like such an underrated, like well-toned movie. Um, it's just so so brilliant. So, I absolutely loved Isle of Dogs, but I also loved Spider-Man. So great. Uh, we're actually running out of time. Um, so. Oh, boy. So, we record this on Saturday. It'll yep. be coming out probably Monday, Tuesday, somewhere in there. Um, coming out this week, the only movie that's coming out that's actually really worth noting is How to Train Your Dragon 3, yep. The Hidden World, mm-hmm. which I feel I've been seeing trailers for this for over a year and a half. I'm, and I'm also kind of like, I feel like I've watched this movie already. So, yeah, that's coming out. Well, don't forget, it's got, we, we had the first one, which is amazing. I love that one. I've watched it again a, a couple times. We had a short, we had a second, then we had the second movie, then we had the animated series. Yeah, the Riders of Burke or whatever. I don't know. It, Dragon it's, Riders or. It's caca. It's not great. Well, that's like most things out of DreamWorks. Well, well, no, it's also kind of like, I mean, these were better quality, but it's like the old Hercules and Aladdin uh, yeah. cartoons. Most Those anim- were good, though. Most animated TV mm. shows based off of movies kind of suck. I will, I will definitely say the Aladdin one was one of the best. Yeah. Aladdin and Hercules were great. Little Mermaid, not so much. Oh, God, they did make an animated series of that, didn't they? Yep. 
And then they also had Goof Troop, and yeah. Well, Goof Troop was fun. Goof Troop was a uh, fun one to watch, yeah. But so yeah, we have the we have the How to Train Your Dragon, and wasn't there like one other one that's kind of. No, really. Uh, this week, there's not much else coming out. It's the it's, week. It's next week that. Yeah, it's the week, week after. Has a couple of others, but right now, this week, How to Train Your Dragon. Yep, and then I'll be seeing it. Uh, I'll probably March. also. I'll probably also catch yeah, March up with Death to you. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to be I'll seeing Alita over this week. I'll be seeing Alita again. Uh, Alita's definitely. I'm, yeah, that's for later though. I'll be seeing Alita. I'll be seeing Happy Death Day. I'll be seeing How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, Captain Marvel's in a few weeks. Yep, a couple weeks. That one's going to be big. Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll and, go uh, over that. We'll do like that's later. That's later. And then wide release next week as well. Uh, fighting with my family. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah the I knew there was another one. WWE one. Yep. That looks cool. I'm so, looking forward. To it looks intro. It looks like it's fun. It looks yeah. like it's fun. Uh, so with How to Train Your Dragon coming out this week, how about we do? It's coming up. Uh, top three, five. We might get our friend Alex to join for the next show. Yeah. Possibly. We'll see. Uh, how about we do top five animated movies? That works for me. That could be sure. our nice big topic because we won't actually have anything from the Oscars yet when we record this on Saturday. <laughs> All right. That'll be after. Well, I'll go over everything that happened at the Oscars, and I'm yeah. sure they find a way to fill Oh, yeah, because you're going to binge watch that one. Oh, yeah. It's of my course. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, if nothing else, maybe we can even t- do uh, get together and maybe just do one Oscar recap kind of thing. Yeah. Oscar recap, yeah. 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 I'd be in for that. Yep, same here. Cool. Exactly. So, that's our first ever In the Can podcast. My name is Devin Westerholm. I'm I'm Tom Hacker. James Sterling. And we will see you next week. Or you will hear us next week. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Or whichever. No, we'll see you.